Hello, my dears. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back again with Chronic Wellness. Thanks for being here. So I'm going to get a little bit philosophical today, and I want to talk about non-duality and chronic pain and illness. And the notion of duality, of course, is the notion of this or that, good or bad, black or white. And in the West, our minds are conditioned to think in this paradigm, in the idea that if it's not me, then it's other. And if it's instantaneous sort of judgments, I like this, I don't like that. Um, I'm picking one thing over another. And the concepts of non-duality have roots globally, but we tend to think of them as more Eastern than Western. Um, the notion of non-duality really just means embracing a whole or embracing multiplicities rather than just an either or. And the way I think this can filter down into chronic illness, chronic pain, is multifaceted. <laughs> um, one way that I think um, about it in relation to our lives with chronic illness is in the thing that I say so often here, which is I am not these illnesses. I am not these diagnoses. I think many times in the experience of living with entrenched chronic pain, chronic illness, it's easy to walk around feeling like our pathology. I think we are oftentimes pathologized, um, certainly by Western medicine, uh, but oftentimes by others around us. The, it's so easy to just um, start to see us as our illness or as what's wrong with us, rather than to remember the multitudes that we contain, that Annette is not just well, her lung disease, but she is also an auntie and a painter and a knitter and a writer and a content creator and so many other things, not just uh, this one aspect of her experience. I think also that non-duality can speak to I am the being or the consciousness experiencing the, this thing or these things rather than just I am this. Um, so what I mean when I say that is that there becomes a layer of separation, just this little distance that gets inserted. And I will say that that having a contemplative practice has definitely helped me here in, in creating that little space between me and what I'm going through, uh, whether it is my daily migraines, whether it is um, 
the pain I experience in my muscles and joints, whether it is the difficulty I have breathing, uh, having a contemplative practice, in my case, it's meditation, has allowed me to cultivate this stillness inside of me that allows me to just give a little pause, give a little beat between me and my reactivity to say, is that me or is that something I'm experiencing? And, and oftentimes to be able to recognize, oh, I, I am the being that's having that experience, but I am not that. I, it's just happening to me or I am experiencing it. And the reason that's important is because in that space, other things are possible. I, I can journey, I can daydream, I can, I can insert just a little bit of life in that space. And it's a bit of a train of thought here, but I think that's also why person-centered language is important. And many people can say, oh, you're that, that's just, you know, being politically correct or what have you. And, and maybe that's true. But when we say she's a person with a disability, <laughs> they are experiencing autism rather than they are autistic, it just allows the acknowledgement of that's, that's a human having that experience rather than that's the whole of who they are. And for me, that matters. <laughs> it matters to acknowledge my personness, my humanness uh, before just writing it all off as my disability. Um, and so one little trick or tool that I was recently introduced to by, um, a thought leader named Nikki Silvestri is to say, and also, so I am flooded and overwhelmed with pain and also <laughs> I'm trying to daydream about my future. Um, I'm in the middle of a flare and also I wonder what it will be like when it's over the, I'm not sure those are the best examples, but it, it, it's just a way to not negate what is happening, but also to be curious about what else can be added or what else can be true. And it allows for paradox. It allows for multiple things to be true at once. It allows for things to be additive rather than to either be subtracted or to always be juxtaposed as though only one thing or the other could be true. Um, so I'm having fun playing with non-duality in my thinking and trying to examine where duality really is prominent in my thinking. And I thought I'd bring it to you to play with as well. Uh, so that's my thought for today. 
And as ever, I would love to hear from you. So sound off about ways that um, you can use yes and in your daily life. Or um, tell me about your contemplative practice. Do you have one? What is it? How long have you been doing it? Does it work for you? And if you don't have one, um, why not? Or what have you considered? Or what are the stumbling blocks or obstacles that keep you from a contemplative practice? These are the things on my mind. And as ever, I want to know what's on yours. Till we're together again, I thank you for your time and energy, and I look forward to being together again soon. I hope that you are finding ways to insert a little space in your life, and in that space, uh, finding new ways to be well.